What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Brothers Podcast. Give it up for yourselves. Because in a world full of hate, who's going to do it for you? I am your host, Dante Chase Bridges, a.k.a. Dante Chase Bridges. Never needed an a.k.a. Along with my co-host, state your name, bro. Well, I'm not really the co-host. I'm the half of the host. Half of the host. Steven City P. Watson up in here. And ladies and gentlemen, we well, are the, the Brothers. brothers. That's nice. That was nice. I intro. like that. All right. Okay, give, I'll give you a problem. Yeah. And you know what we do every time you on here? We take care of a little something that's called Town Hall, Hall business. business. Now, you got somebody you want to talk about. Yeah, let's talk about somebody who happens to be right here with us. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have noticed the music playing in the background, we have a live DJ right now to our left. Your right, probably you're watching, but it's our left. JMC in the building, who yeah, happens to be my little brother. You want to come back in one more time and show us some people who you are? Hurry, 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 hurry. Tell them about your song. Tell them about your song. Tell your events and everything like yes. that. Yes, come on, man. Come on, step on. Don't step on my toes again. All right. 30 seconds. Let's go. DJ JMC, aka JMC. I need an aka because I got two different jobs a rapper and a DJ. I got a show next Friday, uh, Royal Skating Apparel in Lansing. $10 for a ticket if you want to slide. Holla at me, holla at him, holla at him. Somebody will tell you. Um, I'm DJ over here. Book me to DJ, holla at him, holla at him. Somebody will tell you about it. Cool. That was perfect. That was beautiful. We, he is precise. We got ashy knees too. Apparently. That's all right. All right. We got man. strong looking kneecaps. Yeah. All right, man. What's up? We you got, got one of them out the way. Let's get the other one going. Mm-hmm. I would like to give a special shout out to a lovely young lady. Her name is Rasha. The holistic nurse, and you know what she does. She does things such as womb him. She does tantric yoga. She does holistic healing. Basically, when you have a problem dealing with mental, connected to the spiritual, you want to come to Rasha, the holistic nurse. Plus, she's a registered nurse, so she does know the conventional side of the game. So stay in tune, stay in alignment. You can catch her events on Eventbrite or go to her page, Rasha, the holistic nurse. Get what you need out of it, man. So guess what I think that is? That we talking about wounds? Well, you need to talk about wounds, man. We want good babies out here, man. You know, good babies. <laughs> we want babies this to come out there to get a job, get a phone, and good credit score. I don't you don't understand what generation we live in. Oh, I understand. And you know what? Speaking of the generation we live in, what is the generation we live in? Let's get into our topic of tonight. Come and sit up, man. We're going to have to dive into this here we go. What's our topic? Tonight's topic that we will be discussing tonight, this is a slapper. Like I said, some going to agree, some not. Some going to love it, some going to hate it. But guess what? We all going to learn something from each other. Tonight, we will be discussing, I want a strong black man. Kind of. It's a deeper look into if women can't take a strong masculine black man in their household. How y'all feel about that? How you feel about that whole concept? I feel like no, no. Okay, so we. Gonna I'm gonna give you the answer right now. We gonna have some conflicting opinions. We gonna wait on that man. We gonna wait on the conflicting opinions. Like I said, some gonna like it, some not gonna like it. I'm gonna agree. Sometimes he gonna disagree. But guess what? We gonna do tonight. 
going to learn from each other. So let's just open this whole situation up, man. I got a question to ask. Everybody. Go ahead. I got a question. Mm-hmm. You going to answer for me? I will gladly answer it to you because you know I have no problem answering for I know you don't, man. You okay. You are emotionally inept, dude. You just have on your mind sometimes. Fuck. So let's go on into it. My first question. Do you feel black women are rebelling against black masculinity? Yes. Could you wait till I set you up? Oh, sorry. That was a. Uh... I could have set you up. You could have paused for a minute. It's oh, okay. A natural transition. I, I apologize. Okay, okay well, go ahead and give your opinion. Well, go ahead. You want to set it up? Set it up. No, well, we're going to do it right there. I'm, I'm going to hit you one more time. Okay, let's go. Are black women rebelling against black masculinity? How you feel about that, PC? Floor shorts. Yes. Details. Yes. Tell me. Yes. Okay, see, here's the problem right there. Why is it such an issue for black men to be men? Why is it so much of an issue that black men can't... See, the problem is we live in a culture nowadays where it seems a lot like black masculinity has to be suppressed so much. Like, nothing a black man can do can challenge anything either black women or authority do. It's like we're being told that we have to muzzle ourselves, like rabbit dogs. Put a muzzle over our mouths, we can't say shit. I can't even tell you to put our... Like, what the fuck is the point of going... Like, what the fuck is the point? Like, are we not allowed to have balls? Like, are we not allowed to speak our minds? Are we not allowed to disagree with anybody or anything, especially the opposite sex? Because that's where most of the conflict comes from, is the opposite sex. Why are we not allowed to combat what anything y'all say? So, do you think that the black woman, for some reason, is... Well, let me say it like this. Do you think that the black woman doesn't naturally respect the black man? And when I say that, I'm just talking about everything is has happened because when you look at the statistics of the whole situation Mm -hmm. you know black men in the city of chicago uh one out of every five black men is unemployed which means that they can't really support their family uh when you look at the statistics as far as the uh black men inside of the household as far as single mothers you know so you can naturally see they're not there so do you think like all of this stuff has caused black women to say you know what i would respect you if you would even just be there. Well, I answer that question for the, with this question. How exactly are we going to be there if there's a system in place that's designed to keep us out of that situation? Diabetes. Now, see, here's the problem. Think about this for a second. About, a, I'd say, a good 30 or 40 years ago, back in the generation, uh, I would say a generation ago, this wasn't even so much as an issue. Okay. This was never an issue. The black household was strong. A generation ago. So when you say generation, we talking about 70s, 80s? Let's go around that 60s. number. Yeah. So in the 60s, 70s, maybe a little bit to the I'm, I'm 85. We're 85. So you so, talking about a little bit before. Yeah, a little bit before that. Okay. So, because unfortunately, we grew up in the household of a single mother. So we are kind of actually a byproduct of this current system that exists today. Alright. But, uh... Understand this, we're, women are not basically black women will support the or low income women are in a system nowadays where 
men aren't really a necessity for them, or they feel like they're a necessity. Not only are we no longer a necessity to them, we're also in a system designed where we're being, their whack women are being told to not have us involved in this system. Section eight, child welfare, low income, food stamps, Wait a minute now, because you stirring some pots here now. Is the pot being stirred because no, we're... No, wait a minute, guys. No. Now, your spoon is big now. You're okay. stirring the pot now. Okay, we are stirring the pot. Now, let, let me let me just pose something to you. Okay. And, and I'm not saying this is my opinion now, but I'm playing devil advocate here. Okay. So, you said that Section 8, mm-hmm. public assistance, um, what was another one that you said that was with uh, the black woman being able to go somewhere else for a resource? Uh, say court system. system. Okay, so court. Let's just take those three things. Mm-hmm. So, do you feel that the black woman doesn't respect and just inevitably rebels against the black man because the system is acting as a surrogate man to the black woman and inevitably her black child? Well, here's the thing about that. Did you say yeah? But also, you also have to ask this question of, are we really even calling this system a surrogate man? Because here's the part that's going to be a little touchy. Isn't it kind of curious? And I don't know, maybe I'm drawing straws, maybe I'm reaching a little bit. Well, go ahead and reach, goddammit, you got to reach sometimes. Yeah, I got to reach. Why is it there's so much of a level that, a, a level of... Labeling bisexuality is existed. Okay, I don't even know where we're going with that. Okay, so because you know, <laughs> I said reach, but goddamn, you and Lake Michigan. Well, in essence, we're so much evolved in a system <laughs> where women. You know how like sometimes black women like to pretend that they're gay. Like they say, how you say, "Oh, my best friend, that's my wifey, that's my girlfriend, that's my bae." Okay, I think that's kind of stupid because you're insulting a whole sexual demographic, but. Oh, all right. It is. Hey, that's okay. just me. Okay. That's okay. just me personally. All right. But, in essence, this system of design has basically replaced men to the point where now women don't really need men. So, where are they going to, you know, where are they going to get their so called rocks off? You know, like you maybe they. Yeah. You have just marginalized the struggle to. Getting in the sheets and getting your free company. Is that what you're telling me? No, I'm saying that's an element. Because the thing is, is that everything they can ask for as far as financial and emotional support was also wrapped up in one man that was in the black man, the black household. Now, you take down the financial support, which is, I guess, nowadays, if you look at it, the majority of what the black man is there for. Well, yeah. what? What are we at now? So we're at what? Emotional support? So why, so I guess if they don't feel, if black men don't feel like, black women don't feel like black men are giving enough emotional support, who better to give enough emotional support to a black woman than another black woman? Well, it doesn't really seem that um, black women, for the most part, I'll say it's twofold. I would say that the media does portray the black man as not being, you know, the standard for black masculinity. So... I think that it is that the black woman has lost some form of respect, whether it's subconscious or it's a uh, conscious thing, whether you're just doing it outright because you saw your mom do it, but that's a part of subconscious. But I think there's something to do with the fact that 
the media has truly programmed in the woman's mind that the black man doesn't necessarily have anything to do with rearing children or being masculine except creating a baby. And like one thing I've always said, and I don't know, you kind of fought me on this one time, but nobody is stronger than the human mind. Uh, repetition. You hear something and it becomes fact, no matter if it's a law. Uh, it's, it can be, be an outright law. If you hear it, it's going to become fact after a while. So I believe that the media has caused the black woman, as well as the programs, as well as, like when I say this, a section eight, is where is the government has caused that woman to look at that man and say, how can I respect somebody that is not fulfilling my innate needs, which is to be protected for and to be provided for? Here's your brother so good. We're going to have to talk about that another time, the whole fact argument. We can talk about that another time. I just wanted to point that out because that... That actually gets What's up? What's good? Okay, well, here's my thing about the whole argument about facts. Nigga, you roll craps, nigga. Uh, That's not seven. No, no, fuck that. Snake eyed the shit out of that shit. Let me tell you something. That's fine. Side bets you lose every time. But look, the problem I have with facts is that although there are facts, there's not a lot of substance behind these facts. Like, you could throw out a general fact all day, every day, and then you'd be like, okay, well, what the fuck is going to apply to this situation here? So, a fact is only a fact when it actually assists in the situation that you're directly in. If you're not indirectly in that situation, what is it proving? What is the point of even telling the fact? You know what I think the fact is, man? What? I think the fact is that the media and the government and... And when I mean the media, I mean these rap music videos, I mean the TV, I mean that the commercials that we watch has made the black man look like he can't support the black woman. And subconsciously, she has lost respect for it. Just that simple. So, and I've had conversations with some of my guys, you know, we we just talking about it and we will always bring up this one thing, which leads us to this question that I want to ask. I want to ask everybody this question. You ever saw a commercial, and this is like 90% of the commercials out there, mm-hmm. when you're dealing with a, a family, especially a black family. You don't seem like a Tide or a Cheerio commercial where the man, he can't even put clothes into a washer machine. Like, they got the black man putting clothes into the dishwasher. This nigga is putting clothes in the microwave. He is doing something that is making him look like the most bumbliness idiot in the world. And that's the way they're portraying. So mm-hmm. I talked to some of my fellas about it because you know a lot of us are fathers, and we don't like this. So no, this, it is. this is my question to you, bro. What's up? Do you really feel that one of the reasons why the black woman, if she has lost respect, if she has rebelling against the black man as far as our black masculinity, do you think it's because that the media portrays the black man as being just this bumbling idiot? He can't get it, so he, he basically they make us the can't get right of society. <laughs> when you look, just well, look okay, question is classify what do you consider as a bumbling idiot? So a bumbling idiot would be somebody that if the woman is not in the household, he can't function. The woman could go out to her mother's house for two hours, and literally in the media they will have this dude set fire to the cat. He would uh, iron uh, the sheets and put holes all in the damn sheets. Mm-hmm. He'll wash all the clothes with bleach. All the clothes is pink now. You know, just a person that just cannot even function without the help of a woman. 
just a bumbling idiot. I, mm. I can't even trip over my feet without you telling me that I gotta put my left shoe first before I do it. Just a straight up bumbler. Mm. This, I think this nigga about disagree with me. But I, Go ahead and disagree. To an extent. Disagree. What the fuck you doing with your, with your, with your cut up arm, man? Calm down. This is the way I do to you. To, okay, to an extent, I agree. But I do the, I do believe the media has portrayed us in a different way other than a bumbling idiot. As a matter of fact, they portrayed us in a, a far more aggressive way. Speak on like the media, in essence, has portrayed not really us as bumbling idiots, but as, as you said before, savages. Oh. You know, monsters. You know, abrasive. Not beyond abrasive, borderline aggressive. You know, criminals, specifically targeting black men. Apparently, it's gotten to a point. It's almost like it's generalized black men to the point where. Okay, let me explain it like this. There's a reason why, you know, I, I kind of, you know, bag on feminism a lot. Um, and you should. I bag you on should. feminism a lot. One of the main reasons why I bag on feminism stupid. so much, as you said, stupid. Dumb. It's dumb. Stupid. Okay. But one of the main reasons why is this this overall. That shit is gross. Are you got to now? Okay, one of the main things. About feminism that I tend to bag on is the fact it's this over glorifying generalization. It's the generalization that they paint this idea that if one group of niggas ain't shit, all black men in general ain't Damn. shit. <laughs> this is that's how they portrayed it. All black men ain't shit. Black men, oh no, no, okay, I'll take it back. In their words, black men ain't shit or they're trash or they're garbage. But you'll get the argument of, well, if you meant, know what I meant, then you wanted to explain it. No, I know exactly what you meant. Black men is a broad statement that you're making. You're trying to cover all your bases, but you don't understand the fact that you're generalizing an entire gender group. Okay, get to the point. So the problem I have with that... I'm getting to the point. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I'm being an asshole. Like right now, the problem I have with that is, is that the media has taught you that black men in general are... Ancient niggas, they're, they're gangbangers, criminals, uh, rapists, and so on and so on. We're treated like animals. And the media has portrayed us as animals. And that generalization has rubbed off into the culture of the women that we have dealt with. Which is the reason why there's so much black violence, well, against, you know, against black on black violence, blacks against authorities, because even unwanted. Uh, aggressive uh, violence against authority figures because you wonder why because authority figures will look at us as simply savages because that's what the media has portrayed us as that's how black women have addressed us as um, now I, I can I can roll with 70% of what you said okay. but I'm going to have to disagree for one thing alright just watch okay listen mm-hmm. the media has portrayed us as savages mm-hmm. yeah um, black women, it's not respectful. Yeah. But. Go ahead. And see, that's why I did what I did and said what I said. You mm-hmm. see that? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. You see that? And you see, okay. you see how that works out? Okay. okay. Now, 
for everybody that's looking right now, we're having some technical difficulties on my personal page. But if you are on my personal page, just go to the brothers and we can just keep on from me right now. Okay, that's how we're going to do it. So, actually, keep on going with what you were saying. And that's what you just said. And you know what the problem is? And even though I was trying to describe it, we kind of fell into that little hole. It's this generalization. So, that's why I've always said words are very powerful. So you have to be specific on what you say things now nowadays to get a point across. So when I say this about black women generalizing black men, I don't mean that as a fault all black women. So I'm gonna clarify that what I just said. Some black women, the femmes, the feminists of this culture, um, tend to generalize black men this way, or men in general this way. And it's a complete it's a complete region of overfabrication. It's complete this is wrong. You cannot punish a group, an entire group, for the actions of few. Because you know, those ancient niggas that you deal with might be just a small matter of fact, I'm pretty sure matter of fact, I guarantee there are a small percentage of the actual group of black men out there. Or men in general out there. What would you say the percentage is? Probably at least maybe 10, 15 percent. Some niggas weren't raised right. Ah, so niggas ain't raised right. So what did that raising? Who raised them then? Think about that. Oh, okay. Think about that. Okay. Who raised them? Cooking with oil. I see you. Who that. raised them? Answer the question. Who raised them? I see you, Playboy. How about? That single black mother household that was built on the backs of pushing black men out the door. So would it be safe to say, what I'm saying is, are black women responsible for the ancient, or some black women like who are dependent on a system like this, responsible for the ancient things that are breeding out in the streets right now? You can't say that. That would be too much like accountability. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> That it does. And here's the thing though, we're not trying to assault uh, black women in general. We love black women. But we know that some of them, there ain't shit ones that don't refuse to take accountability. And those are the ones we actually do. I guess you gotta admit, we do have a problem with them, don't we? Yeah, kinda. I wasn't on my phone, I was just looking at the, uh, the Facebook settings and everything like that. Yeah, we do. We have a complete, you know, Let's just keep one. They have a problem with us. We have a problem with them. Let's keep it one hundred. We don't appreciate or tolerate that type of rhetoric. <laughs> you said appreciate and tolerate. We don't appreciate or tolerate that type of rhetoric. You probably where you go to school? I turn to university. <laughs> probably. You don't tolerate. <laughs> probably. Because the thing is, it's, it's stupid. It's a waste of time. Why would you want to classify an entire one whole group? Mm-hmm. And why would you listen to the media when they do so? Okay, I got another question. What's up? So. We don't tolerate it. They are, you, you feel they are being at some point rebellious and tad bit disrespectful. So, I have another question for you. So, if that's the case, who are they being respectful towards? Now, I gotta tell you, this is a leading question. Because a woman, I don't believe is. 100% disrespectful, 100% rebellious towards everything. I believe that a woman, you know, can be respectful towards someone that she respects. 
Mm-hmm. And one thing in particular that I think she respects is the person that she gets her paycheck from. So, ready for the question? Well, I actually want you to kind of dive into that little part. Like, what do you I'm, mean? I'm going to dive into it, but I want to hit you with this question. Okay. So, do you think that the black woman has become submissive to her surrogate male figure, which is white corporate America, or AKA white supremacy? Again, I would definitely say it's more of a half, not really a half, a half maybe. I don't know, I can't put a number on that, but I know it's not majority of black women. I think that goes back to the most of the black women that are more dependent on the system that are like that. Mm-hmm. More dependent on the system that we just described in the last question. Right. So I don't really think it's them. The majority of black women who are not really dependent on that system, not necessarily, not to a great extent. Because you have to also understand that there's also a very there's also other avenues. Like the college system? The college system. Because I always look at it like this. Listen, I don't know, maybe I'm reaching a little bit on this one too. But I got an idea. So let's compare this a little bit. I asked that would ask you a question. Would you rather have a hundred K a year job or a hundred K in your bank account right now? Are you personally asking me that question? In general. Jerry, would you, what would you want? JMC, what's up? Would you ask and answer the question? Would you rather have a hundred thousand dollar a year job right now or a hundred thousand dollars in your bank account? Right now? In the bank account currently. Job. You want the job? Why would you want the job? No, 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 stop, stop. Yeah. Ask me that question. Okay. Ask the question. <laughs> <laughs> He's the job. Yeah. Okay. No, 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 no. Just ask, ask okay. me that question. Alright, would you rather have the hundred thousand dollar a year job or would you have the hundred thousand dollars in your bank account right now? I would rather have the hundred thousand dollars in my bank account right now. Why would you rather have that hundred thousand in your bank account? First of all, if I had a job, it's not a hundred thousand dollars. It's about sixty-five thousand dollars because we're talking about income tax, miscellaneous expenses, things like that. Also, I have to work. If I got a hundred thousand dollar job, I am not working hourly. I'm working salary, which means that I can work for that hundred thousand dollars for eighty fucking hours and only make twenty dollars an hour because I did the calculations. Doctors who make hundred thousand dollars or hundred and twenty, they bring home maybe sixty-five, between fifty-five and sixty-five. But because they're working eighty hours, they're literally only making about twenty-two dollars an hour. So give me that hundred thousand dollars so I can do some enterprise and stuff for a business. You can keep that work exactly. Do some investing so I can do some investing. So I can do some real estate. So I can, so I can uh, maybe be a joint venture capitalist, which is somebody that invests in different business. Mm-hmm. Give me the money, okay, right. and keep the taxes. Right. Give me the money. So, <laughs> so what would you call if you had to do a? Yeah, let's say, for instance, you do take a hundred thousand dollars a year job. If for you to get that, you are more likely need a college degree, don't you? To get a hundred thousand a year job. Yes. Um. And what? As far as what structure? And white Let's corporate say America. White corporate America. For the most part, yeah. You would. Need so, what would you say is the larger demographic of college graduates in the life? Black, black men. How many more corporate executives in white America are right now currently? That's the majority. If I had to do my. Uh, uh, a guesstimation, I would say it would be over 85 to 90 percent 
white males in corporate America. Well, as far as our our demographic, our racial demographic. Well, our racial demographic, I would say it'd be maybe uh, between two to three percent, if that, as far as executive level black women and white corporate America. So you would say and that might be a stretch. So okay, let's say for this is this. You would think that that by saying that that means the majority of black people in corporate America and these entry level positions are mostly black women, right? Because they have these college degrees. No. Why would you say that? What do you think? Because they're not the only person, only demographic in the world. We got white people. We got Asian people. I'm talking specifically as our as our racial group between black men and white. Yeah. Absolutely. So there. So why would you think? That black women like that would not be dependent on the system. First of all, I just want to tell you something. I like the way you lean into these questions. Okay. You saw this? <laughs> journalistic skills is on point right here. Okay, now ask the question. Again. Okay. So, why would you think for a second that some black women like that would not be dependent on the system? Because it sounds a lot like, wouldn't that sound a lot like they've been now taught? brought into a system that now they have to be dependent on white corporate America? I think they absolutely depended on white corporate America in that case. That, and here's, now here's the answer. Now here's the real kicker. If you can take a wild guess. What, how many, and this is not to be bad, this is not trying to brag or anything, but how, what is the majority of black entrepreneurs? In the United States? Yes. What, what demographic is that? I would say, um, I would say the whole demographic, because you gotta, you gotta remember, we're only about ten uh, percent of the entire population. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about everyone. I would say maybe one to two percent of African Americans in the United States. Then what demographic would be male or female? I would, be, I would say it would be uh, male. Okay, male. So, in essence, what goes back to my overall argument is. You have to look at the hundred k a year job being a black woman and a hundred thousand dollars in your bank account right now being a black man. Okay. What in essence can make a greater impact in the world? Because it wouldn't it feel like that the woman who has this hundred thousand dollar a year job is more of a stability issue that maybe that now they get that comfortable job that be streamlined and close to a stable life for the rest of their lives? Well, see, I think you hit on kind of what we're saying. Um, one thing, one of the needs of a woman, and whether, you know, you like this or not, sometimes it's not about life, this is just mm-hmm. science, this is what the innate need. One of the innate needs of a woman is safety and security. Whether it's the safety of a man that can protect you, whether it's the safety of a job that can protect you from living out on the street. So when you're talking about a job that's making 100K, a lot of times that's considered to be a lot of safety and a security. Mm-hmm. So I, I believe that that particular job basically resonates and stimulates a woman enough to say, if I can make this 100K and have a situation where this white corporate America can satisfy my want for safety, as much as you would hate to accept this, that, being if you're a black woman, is a substitute for a part of the role of that black man. 
And as much as, like I said, you would hate to admit this to yourself, subconsciously that makes you feel that you have the freedom and the autonomy to ebb and flow out of situations the way you want. And let's, I'm just going to break it down like this. Have you ever been in a situation where you knew that you were covered? Let's say that you were in a relationship, but... And I ain't saying I've ever did this. I'm just using this as a hypothetical. Nobody get on me about this. Right. If you was in a situation where you knew you had somebody on the side, but the person that you're with is giving you problems, when you know you have somebody that has a lot of status and that could satisfy your needs on the side also, the way that you treat that person that you're initially with is a little bit more lax. I mean, you don't take as much from them. You don't take as much talk, as much disrespect, as much confrontation. So correlating that black to the back to the black woman and the black man. If the white corporate structure, and when I say that, I want y'all to be clear. White corporate structure ain't just about white supremacy. Well, that's the umbrella. But white corporate structure is the job that you go to every single day. You might go to Walmart. You might be working at Family Dollar, but guess who owns that Family Dollar? You be might you might be working at McDonald's. Guess who owns McDonald's? You might be working at Arby's or Wendy's. Just because you have a low-level job or a mid-level or even an executive-level job does not mean that you are not void of a white corporate structure. You know, no matter where you go, if you got that nice little job working at UPS, but you're spiritualistic and believe in your own self, you got to give it up to yourself you are still working in the white corporate structure. So why would you reiterate why it would be more important just like I said before, have $100,000 your bank account accessible to you right now? I believe that is a form of security for a, now if I had $100,000 in my bank account, it's all about mentalities. Like like the bro said right here, uh, he wants a job making $100,000. In his mind that might connect this security. I don't have the luxury of looking to the outside world for security. As a black man, I have been void of safety and security my entire freaking life. Yeah. So I have to create my own security. I have to create my own safety. So I am more inept than taking $100,000 and creating my own sanctuary of security. Sometimes... And I'm not saying it's all women, some but not all women, speaking absolutes. The mentality of a woman, which is security that she could reach instead of security that she creates, may sometimes lend herself to seeking something that is a guaranteed stable situation, which is the $100,000 reoccurring income job. She's going to get that $100,000 every year if she stay on her day and do what she's supposed to do. Um... You know, just like I know, man. Ain't nothing promised to a black man in this society. And that ain't us bitching and moaning. That ain't us, you know, acting like, you know, woe is us. But we are black men every day. We know how situations and jobs get slammed in our face. We know how people close the door on us. We know how people don't want us to succeed in society. We are literally fighting a war every day that most people don't understand that we're fighting. So... We, at an early age, understand that um, life, especially money, is not guaranteed to the black man. So we don't look at, for the most part, some but not all, we don't look at corporate white structure as being the one that can feed us. Because we 
firmly know, and that's people, you know, unplugged from the matrix. That's just a metaphor, hypothetically speaking. We firmly know that that matrix will only destroy us. And that's the only reason that it wants us there. Because it's done with what it wanted from us, which was our back-breaking labor, which was slavery. Now it wants to exterminate us because we can protect that one resource in the world that everybody wants. We can protect it. You want to know what that is? The black woman. That's the biggest reason why. And this is going back to the whole entire topic of what we were talking about. That is the biggest reason why black women, black women are rebelling against black men. It's not your fault. It's not our fault. It's not the black man's fault. It's not the black woman's fault. It's a corporate, it is a white supremacy type of society that has sunk into the back of the mind. They haven't done it overtly. They've done it covertly. They've created a system where they will deprive the black man of his resources and his ability to maintain a household. They have deprived him of that ability while giving her the ability to maintain a household on her own by these programs such as Section 8, Welfare, WIC, and other type of miscellaneous things. So this is a war on us. So when you say, do the black woman rebel against the black man? On the surface level, yes, but it's not him that she's rebelling against. She's rebelling against the fact that I am innately a woman that needs to be protected and I need safety. So I need to find something that is going to protect and provide for me. And if the black man, no matter if the uh, white system has told him he can't make it no more, or whatever the problem is, if he can't provide and protect for me, she has to make it on her own, right? Right. But what she doesn't understand is making it on her own does two things. It creates a lot of divisiveness between the black man and the black woman, and it also fuels the engine which is the white corporate America that has told the black man and kept a fucking boot on the black man's back already. So you are fueling the system by protecting self, but in turn you are killing your family structure by eliminating that black man. It's nobody's fault though. But at some point you have to be aware of it so we can take action. So that brings me to our one of our final questions, bro. What's up? This is for you. Okay. What can black men do in order to bring back that black woman back into our household and create that family structure again that we so desperately need? What are some things that black men can do? Well, now I've said a lot of things. You want to sit up a little bit? I know you're Scorpio. I know you're gonna rebel what I say, but yeah. do you do you not? Oh, I gotta. I don't know. One thing I want to okay. formulate this correctly. Sidebar: This is a clear Scorpio trait. Once you tell him to do something, even though it's right, he is going to fight you tooth and nail. I would have did the same thing. Mm-hmm. So don't don't take it personal. Take it That shoulder just kept going. I, I know what I understood. But see, here's the thing. Now, I know we've got on a lot of. The black women of a certain demographic that you know portray us negatively, and but here's how I think it needs to happen. First, it has to start with us. 
as black men. There is a level, like we spoke about accountability. Let's take accountability for some things. Let's take accountability that we have not been the best at handling situations. Name one thing that the black man should take accountability for right now on this very day that he has not done right, that he needs to step his ass up. Fatherhood? Speak on it. Fatherhood. Even if we have a system that is designed that allows black women to support our system, support by the system that they don't need us as black men to raise their children or raise our children, we as black men still need to provide a landscape and a mindset and a livelihood where our children can grow. Well, let me play devil's advocate here. What's up? What about if you cannot provide the basic needs of a child and that mother, which was either your wife, your girlfriend, or someone you met, but it's nevertheless a woman. If you can't provide those basic needs, do you still feel that that man can step up? Why would you feel like you can't provide those basic needs? Well, the... I'm glad you said that. And this is the reason why I'm glad you said that. Because what we tend to do is, we tend to do this thing called cognitive dissonance. That's when we talk about something and say how we need to step up, but then when it's time to actually say what it is, we go blank. You talk it, but where's the action? So you just said how, why is not allowing the black man to step up. White corporate structure. What does that really mean? That means that the average black man in Chicago cannot uh, find a job that will actually support him and his family. Mm -hmm. Okay? The uh, court system, which is basically geared at this point in order to take away the funds of the black man by child support. And if he does not pay child support, it then takes away the means for him to go and do it by taking away his driver's license. The actual war on black men in these streets, mm. where most of these black men out here, and we ain't talking about going to jail, but if you do look at it, man, this this is this is an epidemic. Black people in the city of Chicago is not the minority, but if you go to Cook County Correctional Facility, we are the minority in the jails. So clearly there is a war to put the black man in some type of confinement. Those are three things that are keeping the black man money you say minority or majority i said we are not the majority we're not the majority in prison no we are the majority in the prisons and i was referring to cook county but we are not the majority in the city of chicago okay. it just seemed like we the majority but we're not the majority in the city of chicago yeah but we are the majority in cook county prison i mean cook county correctional facility how is that so one way is, y'all just saw how they put that Nike truck in the uh, neighborhood. Y'all just saw how they put a Nike truck in the neighborhood. Now, they supposed to be stopping crime. They ain't caught nobody that did these 73 murders in these quote-unquote black neighborhoods. But they went and got a Nike truck and put it in a black neighborhood so they can catch some petty thieves trying to make $70. If you don't tell me that ain't an art of war or a direct strike against the black community because they put it in a black community, a low poverty black community. I don't know what it is. So you have this thing that's happening. You have lack of jobs. And if you do have a job, you're so underpaid where you can barely support yourself. You have the war against the black man, the correctional facilities. And if you're not in jail, you are being 
target. I, I ain't got a criminal record, but you know how many times I've been beat up by the police? Three times. You know how many times I had a gun pulled out on me? Twice. You know how many times I've been robbed by the police? Once. And I don't even have a criminal record. I'm actually one of the good ones. And I didn't been through so much with the police that I, I don't even know how I don't have PTSD. Maybe I'm just too stubborn to have PTSD. Okay, well, I understand what you're saying about that. Now, my thing is, and I'm not advocating for the police at all, because fuck them. They have done us great disjustice in our communities. They've done so much disjustice to us in the community, it's ridiculous. So, but as far as us taking accountability, now, you brought up these points, and I said fatherhood. If all this is weighing against us at this current point in time, wouldn't it be best to not, unfortunately, make the justifiable decisions and not have children at this point? I would say yes. So that would also require, like I said, it would also require black women to come to an understanding with black men that now is not the time to have children. But you know one thing we would have to do in order to do that? We would have to communicate. Yes. (laughs) And that's something that's lacking in the black community. We don't even understand the plot. And this is just to piggyback off what you said. Mm-hmm. The reason why we can't do that specific thing is because we're too busy trying to project who we want the world to see us as. Mm-hmm. As the vacations on Facebook. As the going to a dinner at uh, this place called Prime and Provision that I saw on Facebook. Place $140, but you work in at CVS. You're projecting who you want us to be as black people so much that you do not even have, you'll be too embarrassed to sit down and have a real conversation like, listen, I don't have money. As far as it comes to society, I'm broke. I am a working class broke person. You don't even have, you have built this facade so high that you have a real conversation so you can actually move forward it's damn near impossible. And that's on the man and the woman's end. So the communication has to start by us saying, look, baby, I don't have any money. I know I have a master's degree or I know I work here, but I don't have any money. I got student loan debt or I had to move in with my family. It takes a moment of real talk in order for you to get there. And if you don't have real talk, all, all of this is just theory. So in other words, you know, we got to open our mouths to each other because we, have to, but we don't. We've been opening our mouths to each other. Well, yeah, we've opened our mouths, but sometimes the right things don't come out of our mouths either. Or we just trying to make people. Uh, we trying to give a facade of who we are instead yeah. of being real about who we are. And that's been an issue for quite a long time. Right. We're, we're buying into this facade that we have to be rugged and tough and badasses. We're being impressioned by what society has told us and the condition of what society has told us to be. Right. Which is a ridiculous thing because you can't just be who the fuck you are. Mm-hmm. You know Well, well don't, don't even say be who you are. Like, specifically towards this subject. Yeah. Like, what would you have to do in order to make the black man step up as head of the household? Do you feel that being who he is that is him stepping up? In a way, yeah. Yeah, I got it. No, in a way, yeah. You know what? In a way, yeah. Because you know, I'll give you a second to think about that. Because you know what? (laughs) Are we going to sit there and say, okay, well, are we going to sit there and say that 
you know, well, what about these, well, some black men are toxic or any shit, and they sort reek of what we talked about last episode, toxic masculinity, which, like I said, it's not really a thing. Um, I don't think every black man in general is naturally toxic. Okay. That just means black men are not toxic, man. It's not, that's why I said toxic masculinity doesn't exist. It's not something that exists. That means that men are toxic. But men are not naturally toxic. So being who we are is not necessarily a bad thing. Now, we can be conditioned to believe that we can be ain't shit. Why you saying ain't shit? Like, give me because the definition of ain't shit right now. Being ain't shit is just like you being... Being ain't shit is like, this is what it is. You being ain't shit. You, you garbage level. You trash. You act out inappropriately. You do stupid shit. You know, that's being ain't shit. I mean, I'm, what better definition that I can give you? Let that? me give you... Uh, let me ask you a question. Okay. Do you feel that a black man that is ain't shit mm-hmm. do you feel that a black man with a mental illness ain't shit didn't we already discuss that the you know mental illness is not technically a thing well let's say a black man with a mental confliction or conflicting energy do you what? feel that that's an ain't shit dude that's no okay so because if the thing is if we're going to consider that you know, a man is conflicted as an ancient dude. Are we considered that the same thing about women? The conflicting energy? Conflicting energy. Well, see, the thing is, what exactly? Okay, you know, I think I kind of see where you're coming from. I can see what you were relating to. But, it's kind of, see, this is the part where we hit that gray area. Because what defines us is ain't shit. To a certain degree, like you ain't shit to a level of saying you're not gonna do much, but like fuck up some property, uh, fuck up like a bill, or don't pay your bills on time, or be a freeloader, or some shit like that. Compared to smacking your significant other around, robbing them, robbing other people, going to jail, like it's certain levels. You know what I mean? You know what I feel that you just expressed. I think you expressed the cause and effect of a family structure that is void. Yeah. I what I what I hear you saying is the lack of a strong father in the household. Because a lot of the things you said, not paying the bills on time, not being there for people, all of that is geared towards structure. And structure is what the traditional role of a father was supposed to bring. And if you broke it down into astrology, Saturn represents father time. Father time is structure. The masculine energy is supposed to bring structure. And so we all know that on some levels, you may know your father or you may have a surrogate father role model. There is, on an everyday basis, a lack of a higher father figure structure lacking. So a lot of the ancient tendencies that we talk about could be eradicated if we had somebody to get our nonverbal as well as our verbal cues from. So one of the things that I would say we're lacking as black people is we're lacking the structure of a true black strong man. Because that's not just something that you just say. They ain't just a person named James Evans on Good Times. Mm -hmm. That's a person that instills not only fear, but love. He instills not only structure, but grace. He instills duality inside of you. He instills a purpose inside of you. 
he instills a healthy anxiety. What do I mean by that? You know that in when you're in a society, and you know that when you're in a black man's society, which is his household, you have a certain amount of time once he's shown you how to live life and get your stuff together, where you need to gravitate outside of his house and make your own. He provides that healthy anxiety for you to say, I gotta go and get my own. A lot of times, the women, although they try the best they can, but it's naturally what they do, women tend to coddle their sons because they're trying to protect them because they understand that we it's a war on us and the most basic way they can protect us is to keep us within. But what it doesn't allow us to do is to have the growth of a man. So I truly believe that the ancient thing that we're talking about is the lack of a black man in the household. So what do I think one of my solutions should be? It is time for the woman to understand that the black man has fucked up. We admit it as a whole. Yeah, the, yeah. the black man delegation admits that we have fucked up. Mm -hmm. The black man delegation admits that we haven't been there for our children. The black man delegation admits that we have not given you what you need as far as security. The black man delegation admits that we could be there as far as emotionally better for you. And also, the black man delegation admits that we don't even know ourselves enough in order to provide you what you need because we haven't been given what we need. So with all that being said, we know this. Knowing is half the battle. I challenge every black man, and I'm specifically talking to my black men or my melanated men, I challenge you to first find out who you are as a person, find out your heritage, find out where you come from, find out what your background is. Because once you understand your history, you're able to move into the future. It's called Sankofa. Understand your past so you can move forward to the future. That's the first thing I want you to find out. The second thing I want you to do is a lot of the women that you have, you know you have wrong. I can't even sit here and lie and say that I haven't wronged a woman. I have made so many mistakes when it comes to the females in my life that I can't count them. But the one thing that you can do is accept that, hug that problem, and reach out. If they don't accept it, it's okay. People deal with things on a geographical time level. They may accept it in the future, they may not. But reach out, recorrect those wrongs, shift that karmic energy. It will free you and it will also align your chakras, but that's a whole nother situation. The third thing that I need you to do is realize that you cannot have a corporate structure, which is white corporate structure, a black man that is a threat to the white corporate structure and think that that black man is going to blend in there and he's gonna have a healthy life. What does that mean? Black men, as much as you might be on your nine to five dean and you loving it and you safe and secure, I'm gonna tell you this. There is no security when you have a higher up that can take your job at any time they feel like it. Whether they have a recession, whether they hit a quarter where they don't make no money, as much as you think you're safe, you're not. You need to start creating your own avenues. You need to start doing entrepreneurship. And if you don't know how to do entrepreneurship, you need to start getting with your fellow black men and creating a community where y'all can help each other. Bartering exchanging skills. I'm a landscaper. 
I can also, I'm a personal trainer. I can uh, also do astrology. I have skills. Mm-hmm. I don't need money if I have skills. Because if you got resources like houses and I have all these skills, I can exchange one of your houses for my skills. Mm-hmm. You see how that works? But we don't have to go into the dominant society in order to give what we need if we just become creative. And trust me, if we're that creative, we can generate our own cash income by our skills and our resources. So black men, get together with your fellow black men. Stop looking at them as the enemy. I don't want to hear shit about the gang culture because guess what? Even though I'm not a gang member, I was raised in that. I'm raised in Roseman, West Pool. I'm raised in Roseman, West Pool. Don't get it twisted. I, I come I come from that, but I didn't become that. I was born on the west side of Chicago. There you go. Cicero and Chicago Avenue every in the heart. You know how much gang activity used to exist back then? That exists right now? What's that podcast? What's that show on Netflix that we was watching that about the game culture? Uh, I think it's called Dope. Dope. Go check out Dope on Netflix. Shit hasn't changed that much. It's probably gotten worse. You take that same game culture that we're talking about. You know what that game culture is? That's tribal. You don't even understand the reason why you have the game culture is your history. You have a tribal mentality subconsciously because you come from tribes. You come from tribes on this continent. If you will understand that you're not doing something that's beyond who you are, but is your God-given birthright, your great-great-great-great-grandparents were tribesmen. It's okay, but you take that same tribe mentality and you build with your fellow tribes, whether they be GD, Vice Lords, or BD. It's all about growth. If you can commune together, this black woman can now have her safety and security. Where she can truly come to that black man and say, you know what, I may not need that. I may not need it from white corporate America. I can either get it from my black man or my black man can be the conduit in order to launch me so I can get it for myself. So that's what we need. We need a community of us working together. So now you answered that my question earlier is, do we consider black men naturally? That they can't be the head of the household because by being who they are. Black men at this point, and it. it takes honesty. Okay. We have been poisoned. We have literally been poisoned, whether it's the drinking water or it's our mentality. So, in order for a black man to be the head of the household, he has to come to the fact that a lot of the things he was taught about leadership was wrong. He was taught bravado and machismo is leadership. Instead of being able to listen to his woman in order to understand what she needs so he can provide it. He was taught that he had to do everything himself in order to consider to be the head instead of being able to delegate to other people that might be better in that skill. You're literally going to have to have a whole different type of mindset. Then you can be who you are. It's not that you're a bad person. It's just for however long you've been living, you've been programmed with the... Ancient mentality <laughs> that they gave you as far as social media, as far as these social media platforms that made you who you are. Become aware of that. After you become aware of that, find people like me. I, man, I'll, I'll mentor any young bull coming up. And I said young bull, not young bull. I'll mentor young any young bull coming up. Like this one right here. We're mentoring him right now. Because we got to do some more mentoring. Because, well, 
We're out of time. We're running out of time. That concludes another episode of the Brothers Podcast. We want to thank our special guest. Come on in. The young DJ, JMC. My little brother. Come in. Tell him again about what you're doing. Tell him what you get real quick. Um, What's it? Next Friday, Lansing. uh, Skate. Royal Skating Apparel, $10 a ticket, hit him up, hit him up, somebody tell me, come through and rock with your boy. That concludes this episode. We out of here. Peace. Peace.